Sai Chapter 33 Greatness of Udi Scorpion's Sting and Placasis Cure Jamner Miracle Narayan Rao's Sickness Palabua Sutar Apasaheb Kulkarni Haribau Karnik In the last chapter we described the greatness of the guru Now in this we will describe the greatness of Udi However both are interlinked the greatness of Udi is due to the spiritual grandeur of Baba Preliminary Let us now bow before the great saints Their merciful glances will destroy mountains of sins and do away with all the blemishes of our character Their talk gives us good teachings and confers on us invaluable happiness their minds do not know any difference such as this is ours and that is yours such differentiations never arises in their minds their debts obligations will never be repaid by us in this birth as well as in many future births udi it is well known that baba took Dakshina from all and out of the amount thus collected he spent on charity and purchased fuel this fuel he put in the duni the sacred fire which he kept ever burning the ash from this fire was called udi and it was freely distributed to the devotees at the time of the departure from shirdi what did baba teach by this udi baba taught by this udi that all the visible phenomena in the universe are as transient as the ash our bodies composed of matter of five elements will fall down after all their enjoyments are over and be reduced to ashes in order to remind the devotees of the fact that their bodies will be reduced to ashes baba distributed udi to them baba also taught by the udi that brahma is the only reality and the universe is ephemeral and that no one in this world he be a son father or wife is really yours we come here in this world alone and we have to go from here alone it has been found that the udi cured many physical and mental maladies but baba wanted to repeat into devotees ear the principles of discrimination between the unreal and real he taught non attachment for the unreal by his udi and dakshina the former udi taught us discrimination and the later dakshina taught us non attachment unless we have these two things it is not possible for us to cross over the sea of mundane existence So Baba asked for Dakshina, and while the devotees took leave, he gave Udiyas Prasad, smeared some of it on their foreheads, and placed his boon conferring hand on them. When Baba was in a cheerful mood, he used to sing merrily. One such song was about Udi. The meaning of this song was, "O playful Ram, come, 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 and bring with you the sacks of Udi." Baba used to sing in very clear and tender tones. So, besides the spiritual implication of Udi, it had also its material significance. 
it confound conferred health prosperity freedom from anxiety and many other worldly gains so the udi has helped us to gain both our ends material as well as spiritual we shall now begin with the stories of about the udi scorpion sting narayan mutiram jani of nasik was a devotee of baba he was serving under another devotee of baba by name ramchandra vaman modak once he went to shirdi with his mother and saw baba then baba himself told her that her son should start independent business some days later this prophecy turned true narayan jani left service and started a boarding house anand ashram which thrived well once a friend of this narayana narayan rao was stung by a scorpion and the pain caused by it was severe and unbearable udi is most efficacious in such cases it is to be applied on the point of pain and so narayan rao searched for it but found none then he stood before baba's picture and invoked baba's aid chanted baba's name and taking out a pinch of ashes of the joystick burning in front of baba's picture and thinking it as baba's udi applied it on the seat of pain and the sting as soon as he moved his fingers the pain vanished and both the persons were moved and felt delighted babunik plague case once a devotee in bandra came to know that his two daughter that his daughter who was staying in another place was down with the babunik plague he had no udi with him so he sent word to nana saheb chandorkar to send the same nana saheb got this me- message and route thana railway station when he was travelling with his wife to kalyan he had no udi with him he therefore took up some dust from the road meditated upon sai baba invoked his aid and applied it to wife's forehead the devotee was very glad to learn that his daughter who was suffering for 3 days began to improve from the very moment nana saheb invoked baba's aid near thana railway station the jamnar miracle in the year 1904 and 1905 nana saheb chandorkar was a mamladdar at jamnar in khandesh district which is more than 100 miles from shirdi his daughter mantai was pregnant and was due to deliver her case was very serious and she was suffering from labor pains for the last 2 or 3 days nana saheb tried all remedies but in vain he then remembered baba and invoked his aid there in shirdi one ramir bua ramgir bua who whom baba called bapu gir bua was living for his native place in khandesh baba called him and told him to stop at jamner on his way home and give the udi and aarti to nana sai ramgir bua said that he had only 2 rupees with him and this amount was barely sufficient for the railway fare up to jalgaon and it was not possible for him to go from jalgaon to jamner a distance of about 30 miles baba assured him that he didn't need not care as everything would be provided for 
then baba shama to write a well known aarti composed by madhav adkar the aarti and translation of this is given at the end of this work and gave a copy of it vidudi to ram girboa to be delivered to nana saheb then relying on baba's words ram girboa left shirdi and reached jalgaon at about 2:45 am he had only two annas left with him and he was in a plight to his great relief he heard somebody calling out who is bapu girboa of shirdi he went to him and told him that he was the bapu girboa then the person professing to be sent by nana saheb took him to an excellent tanga with good pair of horses they both drove in it the tanga ran fast and early in the morning they came to the brooklet the men took the horses for watering them and he asked ramgirboa to partake of some eatables on seeing the beard and the mustache and the livery of that person ramgirboa suspected him to be a muslim and was unwilling to take any refreshments from him but he satisfied ramgirboa by saying that he was a hindu akshatriya of karwal and that nana saheb had sent this refreshments and there should be no difficulty in its acceptance then both of them took the refreshments and started again they reached jamnar at dawn ramgirboa alighted to attend a call of nature and returned within a few minutes but found that there was no tanga no driver he was dumbfounded then he went to the neighboring kacheri and on making inquiries learned that the mamladar was at home he went to nana saheb's house and gave to nana saheb baba's udi and aarti at this time mantai's case was in most serious condition and all were in deep anxiety about her nana saheb called out his wife and asked her to give the udi mixed with water to their daughter to drink he thought that baba's help was most opportune in a few minutes came the news that the delivery was safe and the crisis had passed away ram ben ramgirboa thanked nana saheb for the pyun tanga and the refreshment etc the letter was greatly surprised as he had sent none to the station and was not aware of any person coming from shady mr b b dev of thana retired mamladar made enquiries about this matter with bapurao chandorkar son of nana saheb and ramgir bua of shady and after satisfying himself wrote an elaborated article part prose and part poetry in shri sai leela magazine volume 13 number 11 12 and 13 Bivi Narsimha Swami has also taken down the statements of Mantai number 5 page 14 and 2 Bapu Saheb Chandorkar number 20 page 50 and Ramgirboa number 27 page 83 dated 1 June 1936 16 uh, September 1936 and 1 December 1936 respectively and published them in the devotees experiences part 3 the following is quoted from ram girboa's statement one day baba called me to him and gave me a 
packet of udi and a copy of baba's arti i had to go to khandesh at that the time baba directed me to go jamner and told me to deliver the arti and udi to nana saheb chandorkar at jamner i said to baba that all i had was rupees too and i asked him how that could take me by train from kapurgaon to jalgaon and next from jalgaon to jamner baba said god will give that was friday and i started at once i reached manmad at 7:30 pm and jalgaon at 2:45 am at the time the plague regulations were in force and i had much trouble i was to discover what i should do to get to jamner at about 3 am a pun in boots turbans and equipped with other details of good dress came to me and took me to tanga and drove me on on the way at bagor i took refreshments we reached jamner nearly early in the morning and by the time i attended call of nature the tanga and the driver had disappeared page 83 narayan bhakt narayan rao's father's name and surname are not given had the good fortune to see baba twice during later's lifetime Three years after passing away of Baba in 1980-18, he wanted to come to Shirdi but could not. Within a year of Baba's Mahasamadhi, he fell sick and suffered much. All possible remedies gave him no relief. So he meditated on Baba day and night. One night, he had a vision. Baba came through a cellar, comforted him saying, Don't be anxious, you will improve from tomorrow and within a week you will be on your legs. Narayan Rao got perfectly well within the time indicated in the vision. Now the point for consideration is this. Was Baba living because he had a body or was he dead because he left it? No, Baba is ever alive for. He transcends both life and death. He who loved him wholeheartedly gets response from him at any time at any place. he is always by our side will take any form appear before the de- devote bhakta and satisfy him apa saheb kulkarni in 1917 apa saheb kulkarni was transferred to thana and began to worship baba's picture and presented to him by bala saheb bate in real earnest he did the worship he offered flowers sandal paste and naivedya daily to baba in the picture and longed intently to see him in this connection it may be remarked that seeing baba's picture earnestly is equivalent to seeing him in person the following story illustrates this statement balas bua sutar a saint of mumbai named balabua sutar who on account of his piety devotion and style was called modern tukaram came to shirdi for the first time in 1917 when he bowed before baba the latter said i have known this man for 4 years balabua wondered thought how could that be as that was his first trip to shirdi but thinking about it seriously he recollected that he had prostrated himself 4 years ago before baba's portrait at mumbai 
and was convinced about the significance of Baba's words. He said to himself, How omniscient and all-pervading are the saints, and how kind are they to the devotees. I merely, I merely bow down to his photo, but this fact was noticed by Baba, and in due time, he made me realize that seeing his photo is equivalent to seeing him in person. Now we return to Appa Sahib's story. While he was in Thana, he had to go to tour to Bhivandi and was expected to return after a week. In his absence, the following wonderful thing took place on the third day. At noon, a fakir turned up. At Appa Sahib's house, his features resembled exactly those of Baba's photo. Mrs. Kulkarni and the children all asked him whether he was Sai Baba of Shirdi. He said no, but that he was obedient servant of his and came there at his order to inquire after the well-being of the family. Then he asked for Dakshina. The lady gave him a rupee. He gave her a small packet of foodie and asked her to keep this in shrine. Then he left the house and went away. Now hear this wonderful Leela of Sai. Appa Sahib could not proceed with this tour, as his horse fell sick at Bhivandi. He returned home that afternoon and learned from his wife about the Fakir's visit. He was very restless, as he did not have the darshan of the Fakir. Moreover, he did not like that only one rupee was paid to him as Dakshina. He said that if he had been present, he would have paid not less than 10 rupees. Then he immediately started in the quest of the fakir and searched for him in the masjid and other places without taking any food. His search was in vain. He then returned home and took his food. The readers may remember here Baba's dictum, dictum in chapter 32 that God's quest should not be made on an empty belly. Then after his meal, he went out for a walk with a friend, Mr. Chitare. After going some distance, they saw a ma man approaching them rapidly. Appa Sahib thought he must be the fakir that came to his house at noon, and his features tallied with those of Baba in the photo. The fakir immediately put forth his hand and asked for Dakshina. Appa Sahib gave him a rupee. He demanded again and again, and so Appa Sahib gave him two more. Still, he was not satisfied. Then he borrowed rupees three from Mr. Chitare and gave them to him. He wanted still more. Appa Sahib asked him to accompany him to home. Then they all returned home and Appa Sahib gave him three rupees, in all nine. He, took uns he looked unsatisfied and demanded again. Then Appa Sahib told him that he had a currency note of rupees ten. The fakir asked for the same took it and returned the nine rupees and went away. Appa Sahib had earlier said that he would pay ten rupees and that sum was taken from him and the nine rupees concentrated by Baba's touch were returned to him. The figure nine is significant. It denotes the nine types of devotion. White Chapter 21 
It may be also noted here that Baba gave nine coins to one Lakshmi by Shinde in his last moment. Appa Sahib examined the Udi packet and found that it contained some flowers, leaves and aksta. The same time after this, then, sometime afterwards, he got a hair from Baba when he saw him at Shidi. He put his Udi packet and the hair in Tabis and wore it always on his arm. Appa Sahib realized the power of the Udi. Though he was very efficient, he got rupees 40 as a pay in the beginning. But after he secured Baba's photo and his Udi, he got many times more and also got much power and influence. And along with this temporal benefits, his spiritual progress was also rapid. So, those who are fortunate enough to get Baba's Udi should, after bath, apply it on the forehead and take some of it. Take some of it, mixed with water as holy tirth. Haribau Karnik In 1917, Haribau Karnik of Thanam, Thana district came to Shedi on Guru Purnima day in the month of Ashad and worshipped Baba with all formalities. He offered clothes and dakshina and after taking Baba's leave, got down the steps of Masjid. Then he thought, that he should offer one more rupee to Baba and was just turning to climb up again when Shama signalled him by the gesture that as he had got Baba's leave, he should go and not return. So he started for home. On his way, when he went into the temple of Kalaram at Nasik for darshan, the saint nursing Maharaj, who used to sit inside the temple, came to Haribau caught him by his wrist and said, Give me my one rupee. Khanik was surprised. He paid the rupee most willingly and thought that Sai Baba recovered the rupee which he intended in his mind to give through Saint Narsing Maharaj. This story illustrates the fact that all saints are one and illustrates how they work in unison. Bow to Shri Sai. Peace to all. Jai Sain.